Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we are doing another AMA on air. So it's an Ask Me Anything on air. And happy Friday and happy first Friday of April as well. I'm also very happy to be back in the recording studio this week. I had last week off and I really missed you guys. And I loved having a break, but yeah, I just miss coming in here. I love coming in here. So I'm very happy to be back. I do feel a tiny bit rusty, but hopefully I'll warm up after the first question. And if you are new here and you've never listened to an episode of Your Safe Space before, this episode is our like short, sharp, juicy one. It's where I take the questions you ask me on my personal Instagram at Adele Marie. Give me a follow if you're not already. But every Monday night, I put a question box up. The questions vary. Sometimes they're about me. Sometimes they're about advice. Sometimes they're super random. But if you ever want one answered on air, you just leave a little microphone in the comment and then it'll eventually come up on the episode. Some of you are amazing and will repeat the questions each week. And if you do that, because trust me, I go through them all on a Tuesday, I write them all down, they'll eventually get answered. And yeah, I love doing these episodes. So we're going to get into it. As always, though, this podcast is not a replacement for professional mental health support. If you do need that, please check the show notes. Now we're going to jump straight in because we have a mixed bag of questions and I don't want to waste any more time. So we'll start with question number one. How do I know that I'm over my ex? How did you know that you were over yours? And thank you to the listener for the question. I hope that your healing is going well. I feel like this question is a bit like asking how long is a piece of string? It's really hard to measure. And it is something that I believe only you can figure out for yourself. Only you can tell yourself or kind of feel when you are over it. Now, I'm not going to be giving you any time frames because I don't think that is super helpful and I don't want you to compare to other people's time frames or even compare to my time frames. Healing is a very personal journey and the thing I want to do with this question is maybe give you is give you the markers and give you guidance to how you can kind of figure out or feel that you might be over it. Now, for me, when I look back at my healing like journey, and even the healing series I did on TikTok, it was interesting because I felt like I could break the breakup into two parts. I had the breakup that I was trying to heal from. And then I also had like getting over him. And in my mind, they felt like two different things because I almost got over him first and it took me a little bit longer to get over what he did to me. And so On that, obviously, I'm going to give you some guidance and I'm going to tell you how I kind of knew I was over it or past it. And I also want to say, obviously, in your own healing journey, you could feel these potentially and still be over it. You could also feel these and not be over it. It's not black and white. Just because I thought these were the markers for me doesn't mean that they're the markers for everybody. I just want you to know that your own healing journey is very valid. Your healing journey is very personal to yourself and is so individual. So take this with everything else that I say, like a grain of salt and yeah, do with that what you will. But the first one is pretty much the obvious one, which is you aren't hurting anymore over the breakup. Now, this looks like not being on that emotional roller coaster. 
If you are in the thick of a breakup at the moment or you have been through a breakup, you will know that it is an emotional roller coaster. It is so up, it is so down, it is exhausting, it is relentless. Also, not hurting means that you can get through the days without it being there as a big reminder. You typically don't tend to think about it. It's not something that you will bring up and you don't actually want to talk about it anymore. And you'll also not really think about it unless someone else does mention it to you or you might feel, I guess, like triggered by seeing something or having someone else mention it. And overall, you just feel less intense and almost neutral to it. And I believe this is because you are at that point where you've accepted the breakup. And so for me, I felt that, when did I start feeling that? You guys, if you followed me through my TikTok healing series, I ended up doing, I think, 50 days of healing. And I think at maybe like day 40, I started to feel like I was getting over him and I was getting over slowly what happened. But I just made that choice at that point to try to stop the healing series because I didn't want to stay stuck in that pain. And I had felt that the days were easier. My days were becoming more peaceful. I was able to function again. And there were some other signs, which I'll get to in a second. And then the next sign is that you are excited about the future. And so this means that you're not living in the past. You're living in the now. You're looking forward. You are excited about things to come. And if you listen to my breakup episode, you would have heard me talking about like the phases of the breakup. The last phase of the breakup is like that rebuild. It's that kind of glow up era, if you will. And this looks different for us all. (laughs) I think depending on like who you are, what you like, it could be starting a new hobby, could be traveling, it could be pursuing your career, it could be starting a new project, it could be spending more time with your friends and family. And it is just being so excited about what's to come and it's looking forward with what's coming. The next sign is that your relationship with yourself feels strong and you are nurturing it. And this is almost tied into like looking forward as well, but it is being able to look at everything very objectively, look at everything very clearly and see all the lessons from the last relationship and be able to sit with both the good and the bad. You're at peace with it. You have learned from it. You are able to take what you learned from that relationship and look forward and be able to take that into the next possible relationship or take that into dating. And you have a real good understanding of yourself. You have a great understanding of like what you want in a partner next time. And that leads into the last sign, which is you feel ready to date again. And so I think when you're in the thick of a breakup, the thought of dating will often feel like, oh my God, I could never. <laughs> like the thought of like kissing someone else, the thought of being with someone else just makes you want to like be ill. And so when you don't feel that anymore, that's probably a good sign and probably a sign that you are ready to put yourself back out there. And I think it's also not being scared of potentially getting hurt again, not being scared of being in love again and being ready and willing to put yourself out there. My last point on this is to not rush your healing. Let yourself heal at your own pace. Don't listen to anyone else's time frame. Don't listen to things that you might Google on the internet. Sometimes you might feel all of the things I just said and still not be ready. And sometimes you may feel them and be ready as well. But that true sign or true feeling comes from within and only you can decide that. There have been breakups I've gone through where it has taken me months to get over it. 
There have been other breakups that I've gone through where it's taken me weeks to get over it. And I think it really is dependent on like how the relationship ended, who did the breaking up, the way the breakup happened, if you had started checking out before the end of the relationship. And so I really don't want to put a time frame on how quickly it should take. I don't want to judge anyone if it took you a week to get over it or if it's taking you a year to get over it. It doesn't matter. Only you can decide and be gentle with yourself. Give yourself that time. Give yourself that space and good luck. Obviously, I would love to hear from you guys. If you have any other signs that you feel when you've gone through a breakup and then been ready to put yourself back out there, let us know. Come into the Facebook group and share that with the rest of us. Now, we'll go on to question number two. This one made me laugh. Is it okay or is it weird to stalk people who are no longer in your life? Exes, old friends, etc. And then they put a laughing emoji and then the skull <laughs> emoji. Now, I'm going to assume with this listener that you were talking about like checking their Instagram, checking their TikTok, checking maybe their Snapchat, things like that, and not full-blown stalking <laughs> because I think they're two different things. I'm not here to promote stalking. No, I think there was a laughing emoji there. So I'm going to say that's what I'm assuming for the nature of the question And I say that because my take on this is if it's harmless and if it's not hurting anybody, then I feel like it's okay. And I also think having that curiosity or having that desire is very normal and also very common. Now, I will put my hand up and say I have done this. I I do this. I feel like it is a very human thing to do. And sometimes we might see someone from high school tagged on someone else's Instagram story and then we end up down a rabbit hole stalking like their sister or their brother or their cousin or whoever. And sometimes we might be reminded by something or triggered and we might have the urge to check what our ex is doing or we might see that they're getting married on Instagram or something like that. And I think it's funny because even pre-social media, people used to do this anyway, but in a different way. Instead of checking on their phone or scrolling like we would do now, they would like drive past their house or they would ring their house phone to see if they answered. And if they did, they knew that they were home. If they didn't, they knew that they weren't. So I think it's been something that we have done forever as humans. I think it's normal. I think it's human. And I think, like I said, curiosity is a very natural urge. Now, this comes with a bit of balance, right? If it's in passing, it's fine. The only concerns I have are these, and I would recommend not doing it if you are doing it because of these reasons. And here are the three that I've got. So the first one is if you are fresh out of a breakup. If you are fresh out of a breakup, again, not giving you a time frame, but while you are still healing and while you are not over it, do not stalk your ex. Do not check up on him. Do not do that. There are so many other things that you can be doing What I can compare this to is, let's say like you fall over or like you graze your knee or something, going to check up on them online every time you have that urge is like picking at that scab. That scab needs to heal. You need to leave it the fuck alone. I am very, very pro no contact. Again, obviously not every circumstance you can go no contact, but if you can do that for yourself, it will help you heal faster. And then The other time I think it's not a good idea is when you are using it to compare yourself or when you are using it as a marker of where you should be. So this is if you are doing this and then feeling really bad about yourself or doing it and then saying to yourself, oh, I should have that or I suck because I don't have that or I'm not good enough or I failed because I don't have that. 
Don't compare your growth to what you see on social media. I've always said this from day one, social media is a highlight reel. People are not posting the bad stuff usually on there. And I think we've come a long way where people nowadays do tend to be more vulnerable and they do tend to share more like deep and personal things, but people still only really show a highlight reel. And so it's really important that if you tend to do this and you can feel yourself leaning into that comparison to break that habit. And I think the only time that comparing is okay, and I did do an episode on comparison. So if you are interested in that one, please go back and listen to it. But the only time comparing is okay is to like compare your own progress, to see how far you have come and to see your own progress from maybe last year to this year, or maybe to review your own behavior, your own actions. And you can do that without looking at other people. And sorry, I said I had three points, but I only had two guys. (laughs) But I would love you guys to also come into the Facebook group. And if someone can start a thread about this, because I want to know any funny stories that you have while stalking. I'm trying to think if I have any, and I tried to think when I planned this episode, but aside from liking something that I shouldn't, because I'm very careful if I am stalking somebody, but aside from liking something I shouldn't, I haven't had any like too crazy, like funny stories about this, but um, I would love to hear from you guys. So let me know. All right. Our next question, and this one is super relevant. And so I wanted to pop it in and I feel like I get it quite a bit every Monday but it is, do you have any advice for feeling lonely? And yes, do I have advice? I've got so much advice. And firstly, I want to send this listener a massive hug because it's not a nice thing to feel. I personally can resonate really clearly with this because I feel like I've been almost in a patch like that from like late January through to February, even early March, where I felt a little bit isolated or I felt lonely or I just felt like I was a little bit empty almost. I think it is also totally normal to experience this. And I think it is something that I've personally experienced in patches in my life and I think is normal in patches. Like everything that I say though, anything to the extreme or anything that is over an extended period of time, I do recommend chatting to your GP or chatting to a professional because that could be a sign of some other things going on. And sometimes we do need some extra help, which I think is totally fine. But if you are feeling this in like little bursts here and there, then that's okay. You're normal. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't need to fix yourself. You're not broken. I think it's a human experience. And I think it's just something that happens to the best of us. I'm going to give you some tips and some things that I did over the last few months that I actually tried to kind of like troubleshoot myself and tried to work through myself give these a go, see if they work. If they don't, obviously, please chat to a professional as well. But the first thing is to actually acknowledge it and to admit it to yourself. And I know it can be really hard to even say it out loud that you are feeling lonely. And I know sometimes we can feel shame for feeling that, but the truth is you don't have anything to be shameful about. It's normal. It's part of life. And the way that you process things or the way that you move through things is to give it oxygen, to give it airtime to say, I'm feeling lonely because of X, Y, Z. I'm feeling sad because of X, Y, Z. Labeling it takes away some of the pressure (laughs) and labeling it allows it to exist. And it's really important that when you do this, you do this without judgment to yourself. Because like I said, it can cause some like shame and things like that, but it's really important to practice that compassion with yourself. 
And then the other thing I like to do is acknowledge that I'm not alone if I'm feeling that way and acknowledging that others feel the same way too. And I think every time in the Facebook group on Monday when we do that, struggles, highlights and gratitudes, I would always put like, you know, if that was my struggle, I've been feeling a bit lonely. People in the comments would say, my struggle is the same. Or people would say, I've been feeling the exact same way, Adele. And even that was really nice and validating to know that I wasn't alone in it. So remind yourself of that. You're not alone in it. And the way that you can then try to validate yourself too is either by talking to somebody, even journaling it out or coming into our Facebook group and sharing it with us there as well. And then my second tip is to try to self-soothe in a healthy way. I have done a podcast episode on like handling a bad day. Some of the tips I gave in there could be applicable to like if you're feeling lonely, but these are picking all those things that make you feel better and it's not picking the things that might make you feel worse. Obviously, we're all very different and I say that quite a bit on this podcast, but what makes me feel good and what brings me joy might be different to what makes you feel good and what brings you joy. And so one thing that I love doing is making a little cheat sheet. I've just got it in my notes app and it's almost like a, what do I do when I'm not feeling the best, right? Having some dot points on there and then being able to refer back to that when I am having a low day or when I am feeling lonely or when I am feeling sad. And I'll give you some examples. Obviously, take what you need, make your own list. I would really recommend you doing that. But maybe it's reaching out to a friend. Maybe you're doing a workout. Maybe you're going for a walk, playing a high vibe playlist. Maybe you're doing something creative. Maybe it's cooking or baking or starting a new hobby, a new TV show, a new book even. You could even go and get a massage. Uh, Maybe you want to go get a blow wave or get your hair professionally done. Doing a journal session even. There are so many things that make us all feel a tiny bit better. And it's really important that you know that this is not to distract you. It is just to help you try and meet your own needs. Because if you do step one and then you do step two, it'll help you feel it, release it, and then self-soothe in a healthy way. And then lastly, and I did say this quite a bit as well in the podcast Facebook group, but I try to vibe with it. And it looks exactly like that, literally just vibing with it and knowing that the storm will pass, this feeling will pass, it's not going to last forever, and just hang tight and try to keep doing the good things for myself, try to make sure that I'm still self-soothing in a positive way and knowing that it eventually will pass. Because when I look back, every other time I felt it, it passed. Every other time I've gone through it, it's passed. And I promise you that it will pass as well. You aren't alone and there is nothing wrong with you for feeling this way. And again, if you are feeling this to the extreme or it's extended over a long period of time, please see your GP and check the show notes for extra help. And then our last and final question, I'm excited to get to this one as well because there's something at the end of the show that I want to tell you guys, but can you talk about navigating your final teen years? Things like friendship, school, getting older and family. And I definitely can. I know that we have a chunk of the Your Safe Space community in that age bracket. And I think that transition from like teen to young adult is really hard. A lot of my content recently was about the transition from 20s to 30s. And that was hard to navigate because your 20s are your first year in adulthood. It's that first decade, that first chapter out of school. Some of us are living out of home and we are kind of figuring it out for our entire 20s. And I would say people in their 30s and 40s can still be figuring it out. That feeling isn't dependent on age, but 
I think that jump from teen to 20s is also super hard. And when I look back at it for myself, it was really hard for me. It's a big step into that next chapter. And I feel like this could also be its own podcast episode. And I probably will do this as, a, as its own episode one day. But I wanted to answer it in this episode because it relates to something at the end, which I'll explain in a second. But our teen years or heading into our 20s can be super challenging. And that's because it's our final years of childhood. And it is a huge like error change. It's also challenging because our brains are still developing. And this is a little bit of science, but your prefrontal cortex, which is the part of your brain that is responsible for making decisions and making judgment, isn't actually developed yet. So please don't freak out if you don't know what you're doing. Please don't freak out if you're confused. Please don't freak out if you don't know where you're going or what you want to do. And don't freak out if you've made some stupid decisions. Your brain isn't actually fully developed yet. Now, I can look back and definitely think or definitely see with hindsight, fuck, I made some dumb decisions in my early 20s or in my late teens. But at the same time, my brain wasn't developed, so I can give myself some grace. As for school, obviously that's going to come to an end for you. And I know that there might be pressure for you to figure it all out, but I hope you know that it's okay if you don't know what you want to do. You actually have plenty of time. And I don't know why there is so much pressure on school kids to have it all sorted and have it figured out. If you are one of the people that has it figured out, amazing. If you're not, don't stress. Some of us may go into work. Some of you may go into uni. Some of you may also take a gap year. There is no right and wrong pathway. The only pathway that matters is the one that feels good for you. And it's important that you know that there are many pathways and you can also change your pathway at any point. When I look back to that era of my life, I thought my life would go in a very different trajectory. It's changed and my pathway has changed so frequently and in ways that I could never imagine and it still worked out okay. You also don't have to have the whole pathway figured out either. Remind yourself that all you really need to do is just take one step in the right direction. That's all you need. Your friendship will also change and that's because your friends will change and you will change as a person too. Some friendships may survive this and some friendships may be able to step into that next chapter with you. Some friends may grow with you and some friends won't. And I think that's okay as well. Don't beat yourself up if you lose some friends along the way. It is unfortunately part of life and I think it's a normal part of life. Losing your friends is normal, especially in your 20s. Making them can be hard in your 20s as well, but it is definitely possible. You will make new friends. You will experience many phases of your life in your 20s, opening your world up to new people, different settings and environments. And obviously, as you get older, so will your family and your friends. So spend time with those you love and don't wish it away. I really wanted to put this question in because I think I've obviously reflected quite a bit turning 30 recently. And I just want to say, enjoy these years. They're meant to be confusing. You're not meant to know what you're doing and take it easy on yourself. I also can look back and see that some of those years were really the best years of my life, even if it didn't feel like it at the moment and it had to take me getting older to realize that. But if you're feeling confused or lost or worried, then you are actually right on track and it's okay to still be figuring it out. It's totally fine. The reason I wanted to end on that note is because I will be a guest at the Basically Besties live show. You guys may have seen it on my Instagram or the podcast Instagram. 
And if you haven't seen it or haven't heard of it, Basically Besties is another podcast. It is run by Kat and Letitia Clark. They are a mother and daughter duo. I love them. I followed them on TikTok for a really long time. We're actually friends and they reached out to see if I would be happy to be a guest at their Melbourne and Adelaide shows. Now, at the time of this podcast dropping, the Adelaide show will actually be tomorrow. So Saturday. I've got a link in my bio if you want to buy tickets. If you are wondering what the hell does it mean if we buy a ticket, it's basically a live podcast. So instead of you listening to me in your ears, you'll be listening to me on stage. It's a bit of a crossover between your safe space and basically besties. And we will be chatting about all things, you know, navigating your teen years, friendship, relationships, things like that. I know that the basically besties podcast demographic is a little bit younger than the your safe space podcast demographic. So I thought I would mention it tied into that question. But on that, we can wrap the show. I hope you guys have a great weekend. If you have bought tickets, I will see you at either Adelaide or Melbourne. And I can't freaking wait. I'm so excited. And if you're not already, follow us on Instagram, Your Safe Space Pod. Follow me at Adele Marie. Join our beautiful Facebook community. We have 4,000 people in there now, which is just crazy. It's growing so much and I love it. So come and join it if you're not already. Leave us a review on Apple, a rating on Spotify and tag us in your story while you're listening to this episode. I'll see you guys on Sunday. Bye.